It's 6 p.m. and you are tuned to your community radio station, KVMR-FM Nevada City, KCPC Camino. Today is Friday, August 11th. I'm Kelly Reese and this is your KVMR Evening News. Up ahead, the California Report gives us a preview of their weekly audio magazine. This edition is all about Silicon Valley before a microchip was anywhere to be found. Keep listening after the KVMR Evening News to hear the Cal Report mag. We've got your local news and weekend weather forecast. Then, KVMR's Felton Pruitt speaks with local multi-instrumentalist Elena Rayo. The prolific musician has a slew of upcoming shows, including next week's Women Making Music. The KVMR Benefit showcases four local performers Thursday, August 17th at the Wild Eye Pub in Grass Valley. This is the California Report. I'm Madi Bolaños in San Francisco. And here are some California stories we're following. Hey, hey, ho, ho! Corporate green has got to go! Hey, hey, ho, ho! Corporate green has got to go! After 101 days on strike, Hollywood writers and studios have agreed to return to the bargaining table. In Los Angeles later today, the Writers Guild of America will meet with negotiators representing major studios to formally restart negotiations for a new three-year contract. And in Lake Tahoe, 20 black bears have been hit by cars in the last month. The Bear League is a volunteer organization dedicated to protecting the region's black bears. Anne Bryant is the executive director. She says nearly 15 crashes were fatal. Very concerning. It's, it's really hard um, to, to just have nothing we can do about it except constantly warn people, please slow down, there's animals, please slow down, you don't want to hit them. She says most of the collisions are from visitors who don't know to look out for bears crossing the road. Central Valley reporter Diane Markham died this week. She was 60 years old. She lived in the Central Valley for 20 years and won a Pulitzer Prize for her feature reporting on the drought in 2015. Here she speaks with former KVPR news director Alice Daniel about living and working in California. I don't want to be somebody that plays the same card over and over and over again, but I am from California, and I did live through the drought, and I did see, as a journalist, incredible fires over and over and over. And finally, we check back in with the Murrieta Valley School Board in Riverside County, where late last night the board adopted a policy that requires teachers to tell parents if their child identifies as transgender at school. Board member Nancy Young, who opposed the policy, says a child should be the one to decide when they come out to their family. This policy is also just divisive. It's going to pit students, teachers, and parents against each other. The new policy is nearly identical to one adopted by the Chino Valley School Board last month. Support for the California Report comes from the James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at irvine.org. Guideline. Their automated 401k plans can be set up in 20 minutes. More at guideline.com CA. Guideline, the California way to 401k. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org.
And now to a preview of our sister show, The California Report's weekly magazine. Cesar Chavez, Dolores Huerta, Rosalio Munoz. These names might sound familiar if you went to school in California and learned about famous Mexican-Americans who made history in our state. But the stories of the communities they come from often go untold. KQED reporter Rachel Myro fills in some San Jose history through the eyes of one Chicana trailblazer. Blanca Alvarado and I sat down recently at her kitchen table in a sunlit corner of East San Jose. At 92, her body has slowed down and her hair has gone gray, but she remembers with absolute clarity the beauty of the Santa Clara Valley back when this region was agricultural. The fragrance that wafted in the air, to this day, I will never, never forget it. Before the age of the computer chip or the Internet, Mexican-Americans fought for and won political representation in this region we now call Silicon Valley. And Blanca Alvarado was at the center of that struggle. She was San Jose's first Latina city council member and the first Latina on the Santa Clara County Board of Supervisors. Today, she goes by many honorifics, but her favorite is La Madrina, the godmother. When I came to California... San Jose had a population of 70,000 people, so it was a small bird, you know. This region was then called the Valley of Heart's Delight because it was famous across the country for its stone fruit and veggies. People from all over North America came here in successive waves to pick and process the crops. Born in Colorado, Blanca was 16 years old in 1948 when she came to San Jose with her family. Cesar Chavez also moved here with his family in 1948. At one point, as a young man, he would work in an apricot orchard like Blanca, making less than a dollar an hour. But, you know, we earned a living. We had lived in tents for two years. We lived in shacks, tin shacks for two years until finally we were able to rent a house up in the foothills of Evergreen. Many Mexican-Americans started moving into better-paying cannery jobs and the middle class. Economic stability meant more time to make their mark on the politics and culture of the city. Historian Suzanne Guerra says that in oral histories she and her colleagues collected over more than 15 years, local elders speak of a time when San Jose drew Mexican-Americans from farming regions far and wide, looking for fun and community on the weekends. Because San Jose had everything. It had the shops, it had the movie theaters, it had the dances, the ballrooms, the clubs, the bookstores. It had all these Spanish-speaking services. And if you couldn't find it in Gilroy or you couldn't find it in El Viso, then you would come to the city, and the city was San Jose. And Blanca, a young woman at the time, dove into that political energy. Her career tracks the history of Latino activism in San Jose. You can hear the rest of Rachel's story on this week's California Report magazine. Tune in on your public radio station or download the magazine's podcast. And that's the California Report for Friday, August 11th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Danny Bringer, Brendan Willard, Jim Bennett, Catherine Monahan, and Seal Muller. 
Our producers are Keith Mizuguchi and Izzy Bloom. Our senior editor is Angela Corral. Our vice president of news is Ethan Toven Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Let's take a look at today's local news. In a unanimous vote Tuesday, Nevada County Supervisors agreed to support the reorganization of the county's three fire districts, Rough and Ready Fire Protection District, Penn Valley Fire Protection District, and Nevada County Consolidated Fire District, will now be combined into a single district. The agreement comes after hours of discussion amongst a fire services ad hoc committee that includes fire chiefs and board members from Rough and Ready Fire Protection District, Nevada County Consolidated Fire District Supervisor Sue Hook and Lisa Swarthout, and Nevada County Local Agency Formation Commission's Executive Officer S.R. Jones. In addition to the consolidation approval, the board also greenlit the fire district chief's request for up to $1 million in gap funding to operate Rough and Ready Fire Station 59 while the reorganization effort is underway. District 4 Supervisor Sue Hook represents Rough and Ready and says she went to the county and petitioned for help. At that time before July 1, 2023, roughly 700 community parcels in the Rough and Ready Fire Protection District had fire and emergency medical service for only two days a week. Over the next two years, the county's auditor-controller will review monthly financial reports for operating the Rough and Ready Fire Station. The review process seeks to improve services and efficiency. Clayton Thomas, the president of Nevada County Professional Firefighters Local 3800, says his members are 100% in favor of the consolidation because of the increased efficiencies. The consolidation comes after Rough and Ready Fire Protection District initially announced its plans to dissolve in March of this year. In a previous interview with KVMR News, Thomas explained how Rough and Ready Fire Protection District fell into dire financial straits in the first place. Clayton says, to start, the fire district didn't have enough money coming into staff and run the station. In addition, the district ceased paying payroll taxes for a period of time and were not employing and paying their firefighters appropriately under the Fair Labor Standards Act. Bad payroll choices led to penalties and fines being levied against the station, which only compounded matters. And soon, the Rough and Ready Fire Protection District couldn't make its bills. Clayton Thomas's interview can be listened to on the podcast section of our webpage, kvmr.org. You can also find a link to the interview under tonight's podcasted newscast. Now let's take a look at your forecast from the National Weather Service. Northern California is tipped to see moisture from Tropical Storm Eugene, which means isolated mountain showers and thunderstorms are in the cards starting today through early next week. We might be edging towards the end of summer, but temperatures will slowly warm over the weekend and into Monday. For those in Grass Valley and Nevada City, tonight mostly clear with a low around 60 degrees. Saturday sunny with a high near 88. Saturday night will be mostly clear with a low around 64 degrees. Sunday sunny with a high near 92. Sunday night will be partly cloudy with a low around 67 degrees. In Truckee and Lake Tahoe, tonight mostly clear with a low around 47 degrees. Saturday, increasing clouds with a high near 83, a 20% chance of showers and thunderstorms after 11 a.m. Saturday night will be partly cloudy with a low around 51 degrees. Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 84. Sunday night will be partly cloudy with a low around 53 degrees. That chance of showers and thunderstorms persists through Sunday as well. 
and in Sacramento and Woodland, tonight mostly clear with a low around 61 degrees. Saturday, sunny and hot with a high near 96. Saturday night will be clear with a low around 63 degrees. Sunday, sunny and hot with a high near 97. Sunday night will be partly cloudy with a low around 67 degrees. You're listening to the Evening News on KVMR. Elena Reo began her classical violin studies at the age of five. The self-taught guitarist and singer has released five studio albums and toured throughout the U.S. Up ahead, KVMR's Felton Pruitt sits down with the prolific local musician to hear what live shows of Reo's are just around the bend. We're talking with Elena Reo. Now, she's got a bunch of gigs coming up, and she's actually playing, well, setting up right now to play at the Wild Eye Pub She's also going to be back there next Thursday for the Women Making Music series. So you got a lot planned and, and even more stuff after that, don't you, Elena? I do. It's turning into a busy late summer, which is, has been great. It's, it's fun to do all these different kinds of performances, everything from solo duos to the full six-piece band. That's more of a dance band. Yeah, I'm really enjoying all these different incarnations. So right now, over at the Wild Eye Pub, you've got the dance band going. Tell people about that. Well, we're called Rayo, and the reason is not just only my last name, but we do feature a lot of the music of my late husband, Saul Rayo, which he was really well-known in this area for creating very danceable, world-beat type of songs that range from Afro-Cuban to Latin to real bluesy, slide guitar kinds of things with that dance-oriented feel. So it's just a lot of fun, and I have set it up so that everyone in the band gets a chance to sing some of the songs, so it's not just I'm not only the lead singer, but I play electric violin a lot, which is great because I don't do that as much when I'm playing guitar as more of the singer-songwriter aspect of myself. So, yeah, it's just a really fun group of people, really talented musicians, Thomas Schubel, Perry Mills, Kim Kinjo, Mark McCartney, and Ajit Campbell all are joining joining me for that show on um, tonight at the Wild Eye. That's going to be wonderful stuff. I remember when I first uh, started seeing you and saw you played electric fiddle a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's what's great about uh, being with a wider group of musicians who can hold down all the rhythm. And I really got a lot of miles in on the violin with Saul's band. So coming up next Thursday, you're going to be part of the Women Making Music series at the Wild Eye. That's Thursday, August 17th. You'll be playing with uh, Annie McCann, Cassidy Joey, and Heather Grove. Talk about that. I'm really excited for this show. It's a benefit for KVMR, and it's, it's structured that each of us has a half an hour to play each of our own material that we've been writing. And then there's a Q&A afterwards where we get to talk about songwriting and talk about our process, talk about the specific songs that we've played, open up to the audience. And it's just, I really enjoy these kinds of evenings because for me, it's so great to hear the other women, other performers doing what they do. And I find it very inspiring. We're talking with Elena Rayo. She's uh, playing at the Wild Eye tonight with uh, the Elena Rayo Dance Band, and then she's uh, solo 
with the Women Making Music series next Thursday. You've also got some other gigs coming up. I, I know that you're going to reprise the uh, Joni Mitchell show that you had such a wonderful success with a while ago. Yes, thanks, Melton. Uh, we, we did that one last year, and Paul Emery came to me last week and said, well, we'd love to do two nights coming up in October, so that'll be October 12th and 13th at the Nevada Theater as part of Paul Emery's Nevada City Live series that he does in the fall, and then he does a, a shorter one in the winter. So, yeah, really looking forward to being back there. I love the Nevada Theater, and I've got a fantastic band backing me up with some jazz players and some backup singers. So it's going to be a little more involved than the one I did last year, a little bit less of the solo material and more of of the the band songs. So it'll, it'll be a fuller sound. So, yeah, I'm just um, we started rehearsals with the singing already, and it, they're doing a fantastic job. Annie McCann is one of the backup singers, and... Um, Cherish a Heart is also going to be singing with me. And then I have Tommy Coster, Tim Bulkley, and uh, Chris Golden. They're going to be part of the jazz band and a couple other surprise guests as well. Well, I remember when I saw that at the Nevada Theater last year. It was just an amazing night, and you truly uh, channeled Joni Mitchell that evening. Thank you, Felton. I, I love her music so much, and I feel that she's been such an innovator for all musicians, but especially a lot of us women songwriters, most of us feel that she just opened the door in such a wide variety of ways of self-expression and intimate descriptions of a woman's life as uh, in love and in music. So yeah, I just, I couldn't really think of a better person to help up my own musical game by learning her material, learning her songs in the original guitar tunings, and just having a deep dive into what it's like to be such a profound artist. That was quite a journey, learning the guitar tunings of Joni Mitchell. They're unlike most others. Yeah, she's got quite a range of different no, the intervals, the way that, that the songs came together. And I think it's just literally, I've heard she just tuned by ear the guitar around the shape that her fingers would make because she had a limitation on what she could do since she had a bout with polio as a young girl. And so she just created these sounds that were basically coming from her head to back up her music. So as, as a guitar player, it's been a really a whole relearning. I feel like it's helped rewire my brain in some ways to just make my fingers also do these different shapes and being able to hear the complex notes that are created from not a non-standard tuning guitar. So do you have, like, two ways you play a guitar then? One, you play it like Joni Mitchell, and then one, you play it like Elena Rayo? <laughs> I feel like a lot of my tunes are originally written in standard tuning, and I did learn, Saul taught me how to fingerpick, like a country-style fingerpicking guitar, which I, I love that sound, and so I do do a lot of that style in my own music. And But more recently with the band, I wanted to be able to even expand my own horizons of rhythm playing beyond what I had learned to do as a solo accompanist to myself and my voice. So that being able to play with other people, I just have more fluidity, maybe a little more being able to play blues guitars, some small leads, things like that. So I don't know. It's an always evolving process, really. I don't know if I even have, I don't even know if I'm evolved enough to have my own style, but I have lately been able to also write some songs in different tunings inspired by Joni's stylings. Then we've also got another gig to talk about. Uh, I guess it's the Rayo Dance Band at the Crazy Horse September 8th? 
Yeah, we're looking forward to that because that's they got such a great scene over there. Tyler's just really created such a beautiful venue with so much excitement and a lot of young people. So yeah, I'm a, I'm excited to check out. It's been a while since we played there, since the Saul was still alive, I believe, the last time that I performed there, and and so it'll be bittersweet, but also just nice to be back downtown doing that kind of a thing. So also, you're recording a new album, aren't you? I just I'm in the writing phase. I'm in and recording demos. So yeah, it's coming. It's there, we've done a few little. It's going to be different than anything I've done before, and I'm still really playing with the palette of sounds. So we'll see. It's going to be it's interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm really curious to see how it turns out myself. We're talking with Elena Rayo. If you wanted to record a new album, you'd have to find a studio to go to. Can you think of where you might record that? <laughs> Fortunately, I'll be doing it at Ancient Ways Studios, which is the studio that Saul and I built, which is a really turned into being a, a wonderful space for artists. And sadly, I have not done that much recording there myself. Saul and I did a couple albums, um, but it's been a few years. And when he was sick, we really did, you know, it was just not really on the table to be doing much of that kind of work aside from some, a, a whole series of demos that we did. And yeah, it's been, it's, um, so it's going to be recorded part analog and then we'll be also going into the computer and doing some certain digital aspects of it, which is what I really love about Ancient Wave is that it's got, we've got the big tape machines, but we've also got everything in the box in the computer to do all the plugins and samples and whatnot. Yeah, that was one of the things I remember that Saul really loved about building a recording studio was that he was getting all this really good analog uh, equipment up there at Ancient Wave. Yeah, that's it's. I think it's kind of this is a part. I mean, maybe we could be almost seen archival at this point, <laughs> but it's there's just been no substitute felt in for what the analog sound in my experience can really do for how you physically feel music in your body. And, you know, these days it's it's kind of hard to experience that unless you're going straight to vinyl because at some point there's generally a digital interface that turns those sound waves into ones and zeros and which is information essentially assembled inside the brain rather than feeling it as sound waves in your body. So, you know, I realize there's a place for everything and most everything has come down to being digital in this world, but I still love that original warm analog sound to begin with, to start tracking with and to do as much as I can with the actual uh, sound waves coming through an old school board that we have that's from 1979 from London. And it just, it's, it's hard to describe it if you don't know the difference between working with actual faders on this big console or as opposed to a mouse, you know, it's just, it's a different, experience. I'm sure it's like a painter working with oils as opposed to working on a computer screen. It's just, it's, it's very much more tactile kind of experience to record that way. So I love it. I'm, I'm always going to be a fan. We're talking with Elena Rayo. Elena, if people want to find out about all your gigs and more about Ancient Wave, what's the website? It's ancientwavestudios.com. And is there an Elena Rayo uh, website as well? Yes, there's elenareomusic.com, and all my upcoming performances are on that website. Some music samples and just kind of notes of what's, what's going on in my world. All right, that's Elena Rayo. She's at the Wild Eye Pub tonight. She's also going to be back there next Thursday for the Women Making Music series, a benefit for KBMR. Thanks for everything, Elena. 
Thank you, Felton. I really appreciate all you do in our community and keeping the music alive for so many of us. That's our newscast for this Friday, August 11th. KVMR gets support from generous listeners like you and Four Paws Animal Clinic. Dr. Susan Murphy and Sue Lester and staff are proud to support KVMR, providing medical, dental, alternative, and surgical services for cherished companions on Searles Avenue, Nevada City. FourPawsAC.com and Sons Development and the Alternative Resource Center providing green building and emergency preparation products, including Berkey water filtration systems, simple hand pumps, wool insulation, as well as local plasters. Also offering bio-based paints and finishes, Idaho Maryland Road, Grass Valley. Sons Building, that's S-O-N-S dot com. Support for KBMR's Future of Radio projects comes from AJA Video Systems, empowering the next generation of local journalists and broadcasters. The KBMR Evening News is produced by KBMR News Director Claudio Mendonca. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Kelly Reese, signing off. Have a great weekend.